0: That's right, you're on FBI Radio 94.5 FM and we are very lucky we're joined in the studio by Tanya Coons, our resident sexologist, to talk about sex. And this week we are continuing our discussion on kink. Hey Latifah, thanks for having me in. Of course, thanks for coming in. Yes. I'm very excited to be talking about this because often it's so taboo that we just don't talk about it at all and I think that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in this area of um, the bedroom. So, the, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot of people
1: like to just try things without talking about it and I think when we finish our chat today, you'll realise how important it is to talk about a lot of this stuff.
0: Absolutely. Um, So we've kind of broken it into two parts. The first part, we're going to talk about pain. Mm. So pain, I guess what is that about? What's good about pain? Care to give our listeners a little taste of it? Yeah. A little taste of (laughs) pain. Maybe maybe not a pain, but you know, of what pain entails.
1: Yeah. A a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't understand why people are into pain. Mm. But if you understand that pain produces endorphins right so that can make people feel high and people feel good strangely enough and uh, things like repetitive blows or pain stimuli can actually put people into an altered state uh, people get what's called uh, they sub they drop into subspace uh, or they can get rope drunk if they're tied up they actually like really go off and I've heard people say to me, you know, I'm pretty anxious, but if I'm doing kink play, that's the one time in my 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 world where mm. my mind's not busy and it just calms down, wow. and I'm just experiencing what's happening for me right now in the moment. So, and people also who are delivering the pain can get high as mm. well, and then after the scene, they can have what's called top drop. Mm-hmm. Right. So, there's a lot of things that. Um, that are good about pain, if we understand, because there's a social taboo about it. You know, yeah. Most people are like, why would you do that? But um, why would you have a lot of drinks? Or mm. why would you dabble with illicit substances? It's mm. kind of another one of those questions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I remember last week when we were just talking about the definition of kink and kink being a deviation from what's normal. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, what's the difference between engaging in pain or engaging in other things, really. It's if just, it it's gives just you pleasure. Bit, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just not something that we're necessarily used to, which isn't a bad thing at all.
1: That's right. And this is about pain for pleasure. This is not about pain for pain's sake and it's mm. not about making people feel bad. The, the important thing to notice about all of this is that consent and negotiation play a very big
0: part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, which we're going to get to in a second. But I guess mm-hmm. first, what kinds of pain are there and like, what activities do you engage in to get this kind of pain?
1: Right. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people engage in. I think uh, one of the most common ones that people might understand is spanking. Mm -hmm. And in spanking or impact play, you can use your hands, you can use a cane, you can use paddles, you can use other objects. To hit the body. You know, I call if you if you don't go to a sex shop and buy it, but you find things around the house like a wooden spoon or Mm -hmm. a breadboard, that's called pervertibles. So Mm -hmm. look around your house and see if you've got any pervertibles that Mm -hmm. you can bring into the the bedroom for a little bit of play. The thing to understand about impact play is, you know, what parts of the body can you hit and where can't you hit, right? Mm. So it's never a good idea to hit people in the face. Never hit people. um, uh, Some people do play in the face, but, you know, it's not don't hit around the ears. Right. Don't hit at the soft parts of the body Mm -hmm. where you can do damage to the organs. You know, it's a good idea with spanking. I mean, why people focus on the butt is that it's a nice area uh, that's wide and, Open for stimulus that isn't sort of connected into things that can do damage. Mm -hmm. So, think very carefully about where you may want to hit people if you're going to hit them. Mm -hmm. Um, And think about too the levels of pain. So, if you start giving someone a spanking, don't uh, just go straight in and start walloping them. Start small and start with little sort of pity-pat sort of Mm -hmm. little little things like that because what you're doing is you're warming up the skin. Uh, and you're bringing blood into that area and you're actually creating more ability for that part of the body to take more pain Mm -hmm. so you might ask your um player that you're playing with you might give them a spank and say hey can you rate that for me as you know between one and ten for the level of pain and then do a little bit of pity pat warming up and then do the same level blow again Mm -hmm. and you might find that that's gone down you know it might have gone from a five out of ten to a three out of ten
0: yeah so like negotiating the pain as you go along as well
1: yeah um yeah absolutely so I usually teach people the rating system so that's you know like hi here's some pain Um, can you give me a rating out of 10 that's great where do you want to play at today Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe you, you're new and it's like, I only want to play at a three. I just want to see what this is like. Or it might be like, yeah, no, I want to play at like a seven or an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, be wary of people who are like, 10, I want to play at it 10. <laughs> it's like, really? Okay. Well, you know, do you want to explain why or what's happening for you that you want to play at that level? Mm. So really get them to think about what it is that they're asking for.
0: I'm also sure that 10 means very different things for different people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Ten's, ten's almost that they're like, we have to stop because this is going going to be too much mm. yeah um, and then I teach people the traffic light system so as you're going through your play um, a green light means yes this is great keep going and orange light means I think we're approaching stopping mm-hmm. and red means stop right now yeah okay so and people can call the numbers out or you can check in with people if they're being very quiet mm-hmm. yeah So that's a good way to just sort of keep your eye on things as the the session's going along.
0: Awesome. Okay, so I guess beyond impact play, what other kinds of activities um, do people engage in for pain?
1: Um, Some people like to play with needles, um, Mm -hmm. putting needles into the skin, and they can make pretty beautiful patterns all over the body. Mm. And again, the principle of this is uh, you get a really big endorphin rush and altered state just by the act of piercing the skin. So a lot of people get very squicked out at needles. But um, when you see what people are doing there, it's not a lot of blood. Like It looks yeah. like, oh, there's going to be blood, but not so much. Mm-hmm. And again, you can go to classes to learn how to do this stuff safely. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend that you just pick needles. Uh, usually people <laughs> play with suture-grade uh, needles that you can buy from supply stores. Right. And it's a good idea to get some lessons in how to do that kind of play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some bondage, some medical play. You know, people pl- do play with blood and cutting and branding, those sorts of things. Some mm-hmm. people play with vac beds, rope. There's there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do that can deprive people or give them some sort of pain, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Very interesting. Uh, (laughs) Something I don't necessarily think about too often. Um, But we were talking before about negotiation. Yeah. um, And I think we all understand that Well, hopefully, we understand that consent is not just a one-and-done, yes-or-no type of thing. It's something that is ongoing and that you have to negotiate. Um, But how do you actually negotiate it for those wondering how to make sure that they're playing safely with their partners? Yes,
1: and I think this... this, So I actually think some of the consent culture we have today was born in the kink community. It came, you know, born out of sex work and born out of kink community because if people are going to play with things that might be dangerous, it's really important to talk about it. Mm. So those in kink community... Uh, call it negotiating a scene so you get consent which is ongoing but you also you need to look at the before care and the after care so your conversation needs to include things like how long is the scene going for are we doing this for 20 minutes for an hour are we doing it all day are we doing it 24 7 Mm -hmm. which is very very hard and not commended to sort of jump into 24 7 it's a very big commitment Mm -hmm. you want to look at the roles of the player well who's going to be dominant or submissive who's going to be the top or the bottom who's doing what to who right Um, any items that you need for the scene do we need some rope do we need a paddle do we need a cane do we do we need um, safety stuff you know so uh, if we're going to play with rope you need to have shears handy just in case there's Mm -hmm. um, like I need to get out of this now Um, We need to get the right kind of rope. Don't just go down to Bunnings and buy rope down there. That's not the right kind of rope. It doesn't stretch or it doesn't give. Mm -hmm. You need to go to a sex shop and talk about buying the right kind of rope. Mm -hmm. Um, What's happening with body fluids? You know, If this is like a party, if there's a group, or uh, have you used your toys on other people, you need to make sure that they've been cleaned or disinfected. I've seen people play at a party and kind of, pull a sex toy out of a body with great flourish and then body fluids went flying through the air. <gasps> yeah, and it was like, whoa, safety monitor, safety monitor, that's mm. not kind of great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: having a think about that and where, what's going to happen if any body fluids turn up, mm. right? Talking about safe words, you know, so having a word that you can say if, and especially paying attention to people being in an altered state, what are you going to say? And then checking what level do you want to play at, mm-hmm. right? And you can, you know, if, if you're the person doing the topping, kind of push up to that level and say, is this what you mean? Is this okay? And maybe experiment with are they going to use their safe word because a lot of people agree to saying a safe word and then don't. So you need to, if you're the person doing the doing, constantly check in and see what's happening with that person. So mm-hmm. making sure that they're okay as you play. Um, an important thing is not adding anything to the scene while it's happening. Yes. Because when people are in an altered state, they do lose their ability to negotiate well. Mm. So I think that's really, really, really important. Uh, I've heard people talk about scenes going in a direction that they didn't want to, to go in and didn't agree to. And then they felt that they couldn't say no or stop it and to me that's completely non-consensual and it's not okay absolutely even if it feels like a really bloody great idea do it next time Mm. write it down do it next time
0: yeah
1: and then talk uh have a little debrief after the scene how was that for you what's going on and make sure that there's aftercare Mm -hmm. if you have just beaten somebody up and left bruises or marks on their body check in with them but check in a couple of days later how are Mm -hmm. you feeling because these kind of things have a big emotional impact it's not as simple as like hey do you want to try spanking and then just wailing on somebody's body yeah you know they're they're submitting a part of them to you there's a lot of taboo around hitting someone and that being okay mm. there's a lot of things around power dynamics like for men hitting women for example doesn't sit well with a lot of people even if it's consensual and they did it and it was all great a day later they could be like oh my god i you know did something that just feels really not great mm. so that checking in and aftercare you might organize that with the person you played with or you might organize that with some friends to debrief as well mm-hmm. but making sure you're you're all looked after
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, so there's quite a lot involved, isn't there? There theres
0: and I think importantly so. I think it's really great that you broke it into before care, after care, and also during scenes to make sure that you're checking in with your partner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very
0: important. Alrighty, (laughs) well, stick around. We're going to be talking about power play with Tanya Coons here on FBI for Let's Talk About Sex. But first, we're speaking about safety words. This next song is called Safety Net, and it's by Niloufa Yanya. Uh, Stick around, FBI 94.5. That beautiful song comes from Nalufa Yanya, it's called Safety Net, and it's fitting because we're talking about kink and how to do it safely on FBI 94.5. Let's talk about sex with Tanya Mm -hmm. Coons. Alrighty, we're going to move on now to power play. Um, So I guess the first question is, what is power play? Yep, good
1: question. Power play is where (coughs) one person willingly gives over their power to another. Right? So it doesn't have to be sexual. Mm-hmm. It could be service. right? It could be like, right, um, one person's going to tell the other, I want you to make me a cup of tea. I want mm-hmm. you to use this teapot, this cup. I want that kind of tea. I want you to turn the pot around so many times. When you serve it to me, present it this way. Then kneel down on your knees and wait for your next instruction. Mm-hmm. right? Something like that can really... Um, Get the person in service off, and also the person being served. It doesn't have to be service for sex. Right. I think a lot of people think, "Well, if I serve you, then I'm going to get laid." Nah, not mm-hmm. always. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the thing itself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of things. It could be like somebody agrees to be uh, trained, mm-hmm. um, so they're going to be restrained and they're going to be taught to behave in a certain way. It could be uh, around. It could be around some sexual activities, like training people to do things a certain way or parts of their body, it's a very interesting, and it's really limited only by people's imagination.
0: Yeah, it's really a lot broader than you'd probably think it is.
1: Yeah, so. it often involves role-playing, mm. you know, so you can have the sort of schoolmistress and the naughty schoolboy or schoolgirl, or you can have the, the captain of the ship and the bad cabin boy or things mm. like that where things will be rolled out, and then there can be... Punishment or punishment. Punishment. Right? I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's when you're deliberately nodding, going, oh, oh, I've been so terrible. Maybe you're going to have to give me a spanking. <laughs> that sort of thing. So, and you know, the person who's in charge of that scene might be like, No, I think you're being a brat. You're not going to get a spanking. Or, Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You know, that sort of thing. So people can be very playful with it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So when it comes to power dynamics, what are some important things to remember when you're playing with? Yeah,
1: power. Yeah, the power. Um, the negotiation, as we mentioned earlier, everything that we spoke about before is important. These are all the same. Um, the dominant person may set the scene, but they need to give the submissive an idea of what to expect. Mm-hmm. Right. So, for an example, <clears throat> when you arrive at my house, I don't want you to speak. I want you to be wearing no underwear. Place your hands on the kitchen counter and wait. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got some instructions, mm-hmm. but then what's going to happen? And I think that's part of uh the 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 thrill of the handing your power of it's like gosh this person's gonna do things to me and I don't know what exactly is gonna happen. However, in that in that um negotiation the submissive person must advise of limitations like yeah. I have some injuries, don't touch these body parts, please be careful. Here are my hard limits. They might say sex or no sex. They might say you can we can do this much but not that much. I don't want anything penetrative, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So that's all to be taken into consideration. Um, but, yeah, a lot of power play can be around putting the submissive in a position where they're not sure of what will happen next mm. and leaving them with their heads. It messes with their heads in kind of a delicious way. Mm. right? works for them. For some people, they're like, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine that ever. Then maybe that's not the kind of play for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, so next question. What kinds of things can you do for power play? Um, also, could you speak a little bit to the difference between, like, domination and subordination? Submission <laughs> um, and topping and bottoming. Yeah,
1: great. Um, so we talked a little bit about the power play. So role plays—you know, the boss and the naughty secretary, or mm-hmm. the secretary and the naughty boss. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. We can. You can do that so sort of, It's really limited only by your imagination. And service, which is giving explicit instructions on how you want something done, and the person following those exactingly. Or service can extend itself to uh, the submissive person preempting and understanding what the dominant person wants and doing that for them automatically, mm-hmm. right? So it can be—it's a very intimate kind of um, domination and submission. And yeah, and as I was saying, it may not be sexual at all. Uh, some people just get off on the act of service or being served. Mm-hmm the difference between domination and submission and topping and bottoming so yes. domination is and submission is about power exchange mm-hmm. the submissive person hands over their power to the dominant it could be for a scene it could be training learning how to do certain tasks service which also includes punishment or punishment right and sometimes this can be uh, 24/7 people who mm-hmm. have a master and slave relationship right? So there's all sorts of things that can happen there. Topping and bottoming is different. The top is the person who is doing. So mm-hmm. they're doing to and the bottom is being done to. So there doesn't have to be a power exchange there, only a discussion on how things will be done. So it's like, hey, I know you're really good at spanking. Would you like to give me a spanking? Sure, that would be great. And then Talk about you know what kind of spanking, how long. Do you like thuddy? Do you like stingy? You know that that sort of conversation that goes on. Yeah, and people can top from the bottom mm-hmm. by being bratty or controlling the situation, right? So it's like ordering the top around. No, no, do that harder. No, do that faster. No, I want this. Or the top can be like, no nah, you asked for a spanking. Now you're going to get it this way within the boundaries that we set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's sort of a little rundown of um all the types of kink play Mm -hmm. if you're interested in meeting because a lot of people say i'm interested in this and i just you know my friends would be horrified if i brought (laughs) this up Um, there are sites like Mm fetlife.com and they have events and things that are nearby and there are things called Mm munches where people with like-minded interests they go and they meet at a pub they don't get dressed up and it's not about kinky play it's just like um, kinky folk meeting each other and then they can go and do things from there
0: Awesome. Um, Now, before we go, you mentioned uh, off air that you have a workshop if anyone wants to ask any further questions or get to practice and learn.
1: Yes. Um, This is a sexual communication skill, so it is all about consent and negotiation and Mm -hmm. how how we can learn to negotiate for more pleasure in the bedroom, and that's at Studio Kink this Sunday. So you can find the details there on studiokink.com.
0: Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much, Tanya, for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. And if you missed any of those details or you want to listen back, always head to fbiradio.com and you can find it there.